All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Like a bunch of questions, you're like, why does the white girl like always live at the end? I'm just like, 80s movies, man. And you're like, yeah, but yeah, that, that sucks. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> so for the final girl, man, it's that's 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 what it is. It's like the politics of the time informs the movies. Mm. So, um, so. That's kind of like my, like, like I, I always fall into that kind of stumbling block where I'm just like, um, I, I can't enjoy things the same way because like, like my uh, beliefs and my ideals have changed. Uh-huh. And um, so have you fallen into that kind of like. Not enjoying something because it doesn't. Align yeah. Yeah. With my views politically. Yeah. With uh, uh, what is it? Falcon and winter. Soldier. Holy shit. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get into it. She was. What's her name? Carly. Carly. She was a good character, and and then I guess the writer was like, "Oh, she's making too much sense for people, so let's let's have her commit a senseless act of violence that's totally oh. out of characters, so you don't root for her anymore." Yeah. Um. We, me and Ernesto, we we discussed this at length, but I'm really glad that you're bringing it up because um I I felt like that that show suffers from neoliberalism that mm. kind of taints the water in a lot of things where it's just like, you know, this is kind of thing that I feel like, um, uh, uh, what's the same, um, peel, peel from, uh, key and peel. Oh yes. And, uh, warned us about in us where mm-hmm. it's just like, it's the liberal white person, you know, looking out for your best interests and like, yeah. ha ha ha, you can be part of our garden party. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, and, and that's kind of the way I felt like, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was addressing uh, the concept of like socialism. Mm-hmm. Ooh, socialism, you know, mm. with Carly, where they were just like, oh, 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 no, 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 you, we don't, we don't want it to be like she's making so much sense that like the world should be unified and and, and stuff like that. We want it to be that um, Falcon just has to give a stern talking to to the <laughs> to the world leaders um, and. <laughs> And fix things somehow, yeah, yeah. And, and and that that kind of was like, what the fuck is this shit, you know? Yep. <laughs> Somebody, I, I forget who said this. I read this online, but there about that final scene where, you know, uh, Falcon slash Captain America is giving that, you know, televised talking to to America. Stern talking. The stern talking <laughs> to. Thank you. If somebody said, you know, it would have helped a lot if he had read some Ta-Nehisi Coates before he put his uh, thoughts together because it was kind of jumbled the way it came out on oh, screen. It yeah. was bad. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was like it stumbled over itself and and it was full of like these like, you know, uh, g- country first platitudes of yeah. like, you know, we've got to be better. You know, it's like how, mm. how, man, just stop, don't don't say slogans. That's true. That's true. And even though um, I love that they made the suit pretty much comic accurate, um, I hope that they 
tweak it a little bit going forward uh, with textures and stuff because he looks like he's wearing a brand new sneaker <laughs> all over his body. Yeah. It was just it was just too clean. Um, I felt like at any point silica packs were going to fall out of his wings. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like he's gonna walk out of a store and it's gonna be like whoop, yeah. whoop fuck oh the alarm salon oh, uh. shit you gotta scan you gotta do the scanny thing <laughs> <All right. sighs> uh, by the way you do know that um, the author of Cloud Atlas David Mitchell Mitchell is also one of the writers for Matrix oh is he yeah oh for the for the current for he's, for he's, resurrections he's a co-writer yeah. okay for resurrections okay. ah I thought that name looked familiar yeah. okay. Well, we're going to find out in a few days because uh, listeners, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> this is the long lead up to the show. <laughs> I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pav. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. And uh, we're joined by awesome friend of the show. Habib. Habib Khan. Yep, that's yeah. me. Hey, Habib, Aren't how you, you doing? supposed to give the whole uh, assassin? Yes. Oh, hey, oh, woo! <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Let's let's count it down. Agent provocateur, right? World class sniper. That's right. You know. <laughs> how many confirmed kills? At this point, I believe you're up to three hundred and forty-five confirmed kills. Three hundred and forty-five. How do you live with yourself, that's my friend? A lot friend. of bodies. Medication. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm gonna. I know. I know what that's like, my friend. If we have gummies in the uh, in the fridge over there, so if you want to help yourself, uh, I'm I'm fine. But are they, <laughs> are they CBD or THC? Uh, THC. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I've um, I've had a bad experience taking a pill once. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I crashed after so, and it was twenty four hours. Yeah, it, it can be it can be a lot, like uh, you know, taking Look, uh, THC. Ad, nighttime Advil is you know it has its drawbacks, but I, I promise you, <laughs> there's better stuff than that. Yeah, mescaline. It's the only way to fly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was bound to happen. It was yeah. bound to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, on the show we're gonna be talking, of course, about. Uh, Spider-Man. That's right. No way home. This is going to be a spoiler-heavy episode. So if you haven't seen it, what the hell are you waiting for? You had the whole weekend. <laughs> you had Thursday and Friday. Just, just do it. All right, come on, do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I think we should talk about the good stuff first. Yes. Let's talk about the good stuff. Um, let's let's try to, uh, 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 as best as possible as we can, try to avoid some spoilers for right now. No, I don't think we need to avoid spoilers. Oh, okay. All right. Fuck it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. All right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Gave a warning at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so uh, what do you, what should be what should we address first? Um, mm, um, can we address the various performances of the throwback villains? Because that was definitely one of the features that they led us with uh, in the trailers as well as in the movie. Highlights, highlights, all of them. Like uh, they all have their little moments to shine. Three specifically. Mm. Uh, Goblin for me. Goblin, yes. Ooh, how o- how overpowered he was. <laughs> I but in a good way. Like I enjoyed believe- watching him 
smashing through walls and floors. Fuck. I couldn't believe how much of a beast they were just like, you know what? <laughs> Goblin's no fucking joke, you know? <laughs> and, and like, I kind of, you know, I, it kind of reminded me of Spider-Man 1 where I was just like, oh, he looks like a Power Ranger villain. And then he slams Spider-Man into a wall face first <laughs> on the glider. Do you remember that yeah, shot remember where that he's just shit. like, bam? And I was just like, oh, he no, he's a fucking beast. That <laughs> is no joke. But uh, yeah, plus it's William Defoe. Like you can't. You can't tame that performance down in any way possible. No. He just steals every scene that he's in. And usually I'm not a really big fan of like his because his his acting, his overacting sometimes when he gets really villainous <laughs> to me, like is distracting. Like especially in that first Spider-Man movie, it was just like, oh, he needs to tone it down. But in this, he's just so fucking perfect. <laughs> yep. But uh, but yeah, Goblin, man. Goblin was was the shit. Um, who else? Um, it's like it's Goblin. It's fucking Doctor Octopus, of course. Mm-hmm. Doc Ock. Um, it was so good seeing him on screen. I wasn't distracted by any of the de aging check, uh, uh, de aging tech that they uh, used on him. Um, they basically just kept his look consistent throughout. And uh, I I enjoyed like the nuance of his performance. Like when he was bad, he was fucking bad. He was like, "I'm here to fuck shit up. I'm looking for Peter Parker. Um, he owes me money. Whatever, whatever his motivation was." Yeah. And then when he flipped, it was just like, "Oh, that's right. This guy, you know, he was a professor. He had tenure. Like he he had a he had a beautiful wife. Like he was he was all yeah. set. You know." Um. Until of course you know the accident with the glass, which was. A really graphic scene when you go back to that movie, like <laughs> the the shard of glass just sort of twisting, and the camera focuses in on it. And you see his wife screaming like, ah! yeah. "It's like, oh man, she was completely decapitated yeah, by that totally. piece of glass." Yeah, yes. shredded, shredded beef. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and uh, I, you know, I geeked out when uh, Molina said, "You know, you don't listen to him." You listen to me. I was like, <laughs> like that's right. That's right. That's Doctor Octopus right listen there. To me now. <laughs> I, I was gonna say something negative about Lizard, but then I realized he had some funny lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lizard was cool. Um, Even though he was just like a bit player. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they they let the like the internet's calling them the bench warmers, which is like on the bench where the lizard, uh, Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. And to a smaller extent, uh, Electro? A bit. A yeah. little bit. Um, even though they did give him like a few lines where he's just like, I was like, this more than makes up for fucking whatever the fuck was going on in Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I yeah. still fucking hate that movie. <laughs> like, like, I love it. the thing. And the thing about that is that for somehow Spider-Man No Way Home redeems that movie for yeah. me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where, you know... And I think we all know what moments we're talking, what moment we're thinking about, especially mm-hmm. you know the the whole MJ saving scene. Oh man, yeah. where um, I was just like, oh, he's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And the way he talks to Tobey Maguire, I was mm-hmm. like, he's like the emo kind of like, um, <laughs> like uh, more like snappy kind of uh, uh, Peter Parker. 
That's what they were going for in those movies. They were just like, oh, Peter Parker's supposed to be very comical and witty like he is in the comics, especially when he's fighting. And they achieved that somewhat in the Amazing Spider-Man movies uh, one and two. But unfortunately, there was a whole bunch of other stuff surrounding it that kind of pulled it down. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, but yeah, that part where uh, <laughs> Peter Parker from Amazing Spider-Man uh, said to Tobey McGuire, he was just like, so are you just going to go out looking like a uh, the cool youth pastor or <laughs> do you have a suit? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, and plus he was just like, grizzled also because it was just like <laughs> you know uh after after um uncle ben died and after gwen died yeah. like i got really bitter and i never got that back and i was just like what happened to him after all of that shit went down i wonder where that seems like a very compelling story that i'd like to see continue yeah he said he, he stopped pulling his punches right yeah, yeah. so yeah which makes me think like what happened to the, the rhino <laughs> right like if he didn't if he stopped pulling his punches the rhino's fucking dead right well we saw him at the end of amazing spider-man 2 he was spinning a uh a manhole cover with his webs so i was like you know with spider-man's strength uh physical strength as well as the strength of his webbing that manhole cover is might as well have been like a heated knife <laughs> Like, he probably cut right through the rhino, and that's why we went straight to credits, because, you know, it was like, Paul Giamatti's dead. Yeah, exactly. Like, actor, Paul Giamatti, dead. <laughs> and, like, that kid that was watching, he's like, yeah, Spider-Man, like, fucking Paul Giamatti's head rolls up to him. He's like, oh, God! <laughs> oh, shit. Um, God damn, but, uh, yeah, that, the the... Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, kind of it, to me it felt like um like a, a kind of closure mm. because it was just like first two Spider-Man movies I'm just I'm not gonna lie they're average like I was just like first one is cool second one okay more cool hold on average in comparison with you know today's standard but, right but when they came out did you think they were average uh, the homecoming movie, the home movies, right? Oh, I'm sorry, um, you meant homecoming movie. I thought you meant no, 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 like no, the Maguire. I'm talking all the Tom Holland trilogy, right? Gotcha. Uh, those those two, the, those first two Spider-Man movies, I was just like, I mean, do, uh, Habib, did you think that like they were anything like kind of like did they like speak to you like it, like when you think of like the Marvel universe in totality? Right? I I only watched the second one once. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like uh, I'm. I was curious to watch it again just to see if my opinions on it changed. Mm. They were fun. Yeah, um, they were fun movies, mm. but they're not like I don't know something about like like Black Panther and then Iron Man and then you know the Guardians of the Galaxy movies uh, and then the third Thor movie where just like it just feels like it's got like this universe has momentum mm -hmm. and like it has this creative kind of. You know, it's got this approach to superhero storytelling where it's like, oh, this is really, this is kind of cool. You know, mm. this is fun. Mm. Um, and with the these Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, I was just like, okay, they're they're good, yeah. yeah. And then this third one is just like, oh, I get it. Now I get it. Mm. Like it's just like, it's all about him growing up into Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, 
which is different. Like even May tells May gives him the line with great power comes great responsibility. And that (laughs) line hit like a ton of bricks. It really did. It really did. And it was a lot more succinct than, you know, when the bad things happen and you don't do anything about them, then the bad things happening are kind of because of you. I was just like, uh, it doesn't roll off the no, tongue. No, yeah. <laughs> and that was brilliant acting by Marissa Tomei, right? That's her name. Oh my god! When she like gets up and she's like not there, and you're like, oh crap! Oh my god! Things aren't going to end well. Oh, that was one of the things where I was just like, all right. For one, she shouldn't have gotten up. Now we're getting into heavy spoilers. When the goblin. Uh, I keep I, I'm trying to fight myself to not call him the Cheddar Goblin. It's a <laughs> reference to a, another movie called Mandy that both me and Ernesto are big fans of. Uh, but um, but got, when Goblin runs his fucking glider into May, I was just like, oh, she's fucking dead. Yeah, there is no way she's walking out of that. And when she got up, I was just like, is she a Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> Like, can she survive hitting every AC going down a, a fucking building? But, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, she, cause did you, did you see Black Widow? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, there's that moment where she hits it, like she falls down that building and she hits everything. And then the the Black Widow that was after her just dies. Yeah. But, but she's like, oh, my arm. And then it's like, then she continues the rest of the movie. And then I, that's what I thought was going to happen with May. I was just like, what the fuck? Did the Red Room just train everybody? <laughs> it's like all women are just black widows. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was such a emotionally uh, wrecking scene. Because um, they had just been through this tremendous drama of this maniac trying to murder both he was just straight up trying to murder both just his fight with uh peter parker and fucking slamming him through several floors and shit and throwing bombs and just like yeah i'm a fucking i'm just gonna fuck up he, no pretense he's like yeah. i want power he's just like i just want to kill people yeah, yeah. <laughs> holy sh- dude when he flipped that switch in his head <laughs> i was like Oh my God, he's going to kill everyone. <laughs> Even be, when uh, Peter Parker's uh, spider sense starts tingling, when there when, when there was like a moment of silence, right? And he's like looking around, and yeah. you don't know what's happening. That was that awesome. Was, that was tense. Yes, that was a really great scene. Uh, it, it was. It just has a really. That's that's kind of what I love about the spider sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wish it was a little bit more descriptive. Like he'd maybe have, I don't know. I, I don't want the comic booky lines coming <laughs> off, of, but like the, just the sound where he's just like the buzzing noise. And then he's just like, something isn't right. Yeah. And it's you. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. Uh, fucking Willem Dafoe's face just like goes from like, what? Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> and just the way that fucking the that fight was like and Willem Defoe talks now, he's just like, 
I'll I'll keep coming back to the Spider-Man franchise, but only if they give me more fight scenes. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> yes, please, because there's moments where fucking like Peter Parker is punching him with all his strength, and he's just Willem Dafoe's just eating it. He's yeah. just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot. Like, tell me when you're gonna hit me. <laughs> I'm just like, this dude is a beast and then just like fucking throws him through several floors of uh, it was fucking awesome he, he, he fucking power bombed him he yeah. just he, the way they shot it he, he just yeah. like flipped him in this way and then just straight up like pile drive yeah. him right through several floors just like wow this is an animal yeah an animal um but 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 back to the the the, the saddest part i gotta admit i um i really teared up when uh, May died because it really and it rings some to something you said at the end of the film. This movie portrayed what the essence of Peter Parker Spider Man is. He's just he's a super powered guy, but really at his core, he's just a regular guy just trying to deal with problems. Yeah, and he always gets like the raw deal. Yeah, and to have um kind of like his last bit of family right there who who he's shared so much he, who he's gone through through so much with when he lost his parents she took him in uh he lost uncle ben she was still there then he got his powers and he had to keep it from her but then eventually reveal it well he didn't reveal it to her he was just stupid and she walked in on him <laughs> <laughs> and and all the stuff but she still stayed by his side you know the way family does and then to lose her like that over a decision that he thought was going to protect her yeah. by making everybody else forget about his, you know, alter ego. That's, I mean, how many punches to the gut can you take? Yeah. And that, and the, the thing that I like, I know I, I complained about like earlier off the show, I complained that like, I wasn't so much of a Spider-Man fan because um, I, he felt like, he feels like Superman to me where he's just like kind of like ubiquitous and like, you know, kind of uh, um, like he's just the face of Marvel and he, his popularity to me was just like, okay, Spider-Man. And none of his stories really stood out to me where it was just like Maximum Carnage or Craven the Last Hunter, mm. you know, any of those stories where I was just like, okay, cool, Spider-Man. Um, but like it never struck me. And like the things that about Peter Parker – uh, the 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 concept of Spider-Man that really kind of always attracted me still more so than Superman to the character is that he is all about a dude that suffers loss. Mm. Like he every just he's not like a Tony Stark where he's just like, all right, that adventure was cool. Time to get hop into a dry martini, you know. <laughs> um, where where he now he's like he goes home and he struggles with like his life. He struggles with like, you know, making ends meet, you know, his girlfriend is, you know, his life is just around him is falling apart. And I never got that from the two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Mm. And with this one, I was just like, Oh, this is Spider-Man because he yep. loses everything. Yeah. Yep. Which, which, yeah. which kind of leads me to the next part. 
I have questions. Yes, ask away. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I have a lot of questions. Oh, pulling out a phone. You have them written oh, on your phone. I've never seen you this prepared. <laughs> it's just, you know, <laughs> since since we were at the theater, I just uh, I've just been thinking, I mean, all right, look, folks, uh, you you had your chance at this point. You should have seen the movie. Uh, you should have you should have done the assignment and done the homework. Um, at some point, Peter Parker uh, asked Doctor Strange for help in making everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That way, he can protect his friends and family. Uh, hopefully, get into MIT. All that sort, all that good stuff, you know. And uh, again, uh, tuition-free college. Uh, but I have questions because <laughs> Doctor Strange managed to complete the spell by the end of the film, wiping out everybody's memories, seemingly. Uh, even even his own Doctor Strange comes at a great cost. But, you know, the MCU is a very complex world. There are characters who knows that he's Peter Parker both on Earth and way off Earth in another part of the galaxy or another part of the universe. So does this spell apply to them as well? I mean... And if so, I was saying this earlier, that's like an infinity stone level spell, you know, to go out throughout the universe. Whoever knew that Peter Parker is Spider-Man gets their mind wiped. And like, I'm wondering, like, does Peter have to hide his Stark tech at this point? And I, I know that Pavel had a theory about that because he can't just go out in whatever's left of the Iron Spider because, you know, Happy's going to be like, you know. I knew a guy who made shit like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me, uh, you know, pull out this little switch thing. And then, <laughs> oh, you fucking stole our property, you little bastard. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think that because we saw, um, you know, Tom Holland was sewing the suit. And now the, he's got a, a suit that looks like completely like the comics now it's the classic yeah suit. it's the yeah. classic suit um i think it's kind of our way it's the the movie's way of telling us yeah the stark suit isn't working he's back to basics now yeah because uh, uh the stark suit was basically a cheat he didn't like he didn't create it or it was given to him yes so now he's creating his own suit and right Mm. Yeah, back to basics, right? Yeah, because uh, th that's the thing. That's the big complaint, right, about uh, the first two ho Tom Holland Spider-Man movies is that everybody on the internet was like Iron Boy Jr., right? <laughs> yeah. That's the big thing that everybody was like, oh, when is he going to be like Spider-Man? When is Spider-Man going to show up? This is fucking mm. Iron Boy Jr. Um, so, but they, they were just like, no, 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 this third one is going to show what, all three movies are actually about mm. it's like the linchpin to everything yeah uh and and daredevil's in it which is great <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah we didn't even mention that yeah i know oh my uh, god that was epic uh, uh yeah i i know uh, i know ernesto has you have more questions but i i, I do want to get to daredevil eventually yeah no definitely getting to daredevil um and the thing is did this spell just affects people affect people's minds or was it like a uh, like a computer worm like digging its way through everybody's tech and erasing all traces videos uh uh mp3 files uh jpegs 
of anything that could connect Spider-Man to Peter Parker because Mysterio put out, uh, you know, a TikTok to the whole world uh, <laughs> showing that that Peter Parker and Spider-Man are the same guy. And then the Daily Bugle, um, you know, just uh, disseminated that everywhere. It's like, does that does all that shit just disappear like that i have a problem with that doesn't it's, wouldn't that create holes in like uh in all their files or whatever like hey you know <laughs> we didn't report on anything this one day we're we're a news network we're supposed to have a story every day how comes there there's this gap you know it's magic man advanced science you know what that's that your explanation for everything <laughs> no it's just magic man I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, but, is it uh, in Thor? Didn't they say it's just the advanced uh, advanced science that we don't understand yet? I guess, so but we we just don't understand it yet, man. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're like your voice is so soothing for this kind of like devastating information of like the erasure of a human being's entire life. Um. But uh, but yeah no, it, it, I I think that fucking is there a Peter Parker identity like the is there like a social does he have a social security number does he have a driver's license or is everything are is signs of him like completely wiped like every, everything exist? about him as a person is uh-huh. the same but he's just not linked to Spider Man oh. like nobody knows he's Spider Man wait uh, his identity might have been erased. Uh, because I, I, I thought that's why he got that rinky dinky apartment because they couldn't run a credit check on him because he, he doesn't have that's 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 true and also when he no. was unpacking and in that rinky dinky apartment um he, he the first thing he pulled out you see a book underneath it's ged prep yeah i don't yes i don't think he even got to graduate because yeah, uh, yes exactly everything yeah. was just wiped out you so know? he has to start all over what? Yep, he can't go to school because he hasn't been to that school. No, no. Wait, They're that's just... right. The whole reason why he was yeah. like, well, like that, the September Grant Foundation mm. that Stark was setting up for him, I guess that never happened. Yeah. Uh. So, so he's, wow, that's, Jesus, this is fucking blowing my mind a little bit because I'm just like, I thought it was that people were just like, um, Hey, uh, remember that spider guy? Who was that guy? Mm. Ah, I can't remember his face. I can't even remember his fucking name. Uh, but this is d- way deeper now. Now it's just like he is starting from square one. Yeah. Like it seems like maybe the world only knows that there is a Spider-Man, but nothing beyond that. Yeah. Um. But now, but now I have to wonder. God damn! What what a I'm, the more I think about it, the more, the angrier I get at this spell because it seems <laughs> it feels like a violation. Because when Happy was at Aunt May's grave, and he was standing right next to Peter, he's obviously mourning. You can see the devastation in his eyes and hear it in his voice. And he had this whole relationship. He at least smashed a few times, uh, and, and he's very attached to Aunt May, but no, doesn't remember a shred. Of Peter Parker, does that not create some sort of logical hole? Because Aunt May's life had to have been significant, significantly about the care of her nephew. Oh yeah, that's right. Where he turns to her, to 
Peter and he's like, how'd you know her? I'm just like, wait, wouldn't Happy have known him being yes. in May's apartment? Separate so did that Spider-Man not happen? That's th- this is yeah. Well, this is really fuck. This is seriously fucking with me now because <laughs> you're raising kind of like uh, philosophical questions about like the nature of man, and yeah. I'm just like, what? Uh, so so he's he's okay okay. So he's completely gone. And if you think about it, right? So Doctor Strange could do that with anyone. Like if he doesn't like someone, he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna wipe you." Oh shit! I'm gonna make your wife, make your kids forget you exist. Oh shit! That's, that's, that's fucking. I mean, you know. Well, that's why I'm glad that Wong is officially the Sorcerer Supreme. That's yeah. All I'm saying. Which I would have loved for them to explore, because um, that's dope as fuck. Yeah. That yeah. Wong is a video, and he's just like it's on the time. Technically, I was gone for five years. It's like, shut up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, maybe I had to actually work for it. You didn't have the privilege that you have, you know, sorcerer's privilege. Yeah, anyway. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and Fucking and Wong built himself from the ground up. Exactly. You, you just yeah. showed up one day at Comitage <laughs> and you were just like, hey, teach me because my, my fingers are fucked up. Oh, yeah. oh. Some white woman punched you in the chest and suddenly you have your magical. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Doctor Strange an ass in this film? Like he was being like a jerk to everyone, like Scooby Doo this shit. And, yeah. And then uh, please Scooby Doo this shit. And he he was a little had, like, a bit of an attitude. He was a little tick tick boom there, you know. Yeah. Um, first he was just like, uh, you know, we save half the universe. You know, you don't have to call me sir. And he was like, all right, Stephen. He's like, feels we weird, but I'll allow. And then later he was just like, no, you call me sir. Yes. All right. Oh my god. I was like, like, yo, no, fuck you. He he saved you from getting sucked out into space. Like, I that's think right. Think you're yeah. beyond this at this point. And like, I'm I'm curious to see how it carries over in Doctor Strange. Like, is he also an ass and then becomes good? Like, mm. what's the deal with that? Mm. That's a good question. Doctor Strange has always struck me as an asshole. Uh-huh. Like uh, even in his comic book counterparts, like his in the comics. He always like whenever he shows up, he's always like, I'm the smartest guy in the room and I know about magic. <laughs> and it's like, talk to me, Silver Surfer. And it's like, well, well, you just got here, pal. You just got here. What are you doing? Um, and, and, and people have to consult with him, like to consult with Doctor Strange is like, oh, it's as big. He gets defeated every week, like <laughs> by fucking nightmare. <laughs> Don't don't like I I don't I don't understand people who are just like oh my god Doctor Strange but, but yeah he did strike me as an like just an out and out asshole in this yeah. one and when they fought I was just like good I'm glad yeah. that fucking Spider Man beat him with math yeah. I was like that was tits oh man and I gotta say I was not impressed by the uh, the makeup they had for Doctor Strange in this film his hair. And everything, it just it did. It seemed a little off brand. It seemed like dollar store to me. What if that's not Doctor Strange? That's that's what some people have theorized. Just even from the trailers, he looked that way. I I just I just don't know because every time every time I saw him on screen, you know, I was just like, that's a wig. I know that in the other movies it's a wig, but that's definitely a wig. And then when they showed us the uh, the stinger slash trailer at the end of No Way Home, I was just like, 
way better job, way better makeup. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, so. they, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. so I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe so, but you know, I can never forgive Sony because Sony likes to just shit on its viewers from time to time. Like, uh, I'm, I, I hate to skip around, but I'm really irritated by the Venom Stinger. I'm really irritated by that. Oh God! Why yeah. were you irritated by it? Well, I mean, first of all, they they led us up to something at the end of Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, you know, he jumped into another universe, a universe where Tom Holland is Spider-Man. And he knows. I was just like, oh, okay, they're weaving this together. And though there was some, you know, comical aspect to the stinger in No Way Home, then at the end of the scene, again, spoiler alert, he jumps or is kicked out of the universe. And I was just like, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. It was, yeah, it was very much like, um, uh, it was like high and by. It's like, oh, hey, I, yeah, I, it's me, Venom. Hi, <laughs> hi, I'm making a cameo appearance here. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, I'm gone. It's like, uh, was that necessary? But I guess it, it had to have been necessary because it left the a little splinter of the symbiote. A little yeah. venom spooge. Yeah, a little venom spooge. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, here comes the venom symbiote to the black suit Spider-Man. But I honestly hope that the uh, the bartender ends up being the uh, the venom of this universe because... The bartender is... Uh, he's he's in Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, yeah, he's yeah. Danny Rojas. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah. Football you know. is everything. Yeah, yeah. Football, football is a life. Yeah, football is life. Yeah. Oh, and then he killed a dog with a soccer ball. Oh, oh <laughs> I just want to see a Latino Venom. That's all. I'm uh, Latino yeah. Venom would be fucking Venom. Venom. Oh. <laughs> Venom. <laughs> 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 we have veneno. Cuidado. <laughs> Tiene que sacar el mistolín. Sorry, Habib. Venom. Oh my god. But yeah, um, fucking yeah, it, it, it would be cool to have um, Venom show up in the MCU, uh, and uh, it would be really cool to have Tom Hardy. Fight Tom Holland as I mean that would be a fucking amazing, but yes, um, it's not to be because they turned it into a kind of a quicksilver boner joke at the end. So. They did. Sony's committed to creating their own universe that is somehow separate, but yo, we're still Marvel. But Morbius. Yeah. yeah. Morbius. <laughs> Are we all agreed that none of us give a flying fuck about Morbius? Agreed. Agreed. Fuck bats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stamp that on the RBT plaque. But I like I was I was rooting for them. I wanted these films to be good. Mm. But mm. it's like they're they're not. They're not. <laughs> it, that's that's all the only way you could put it. And it's like, okay, you have Venom already, two films, and you're having Morbius. What's their plan? What are they doing? And how is it going to connect to Spider Man? Because like Spider Man doesn't even exist. That's a very, very, very good question, Habib. And I think that the higher-ups at Sony aren't put giving it as much thought as you are. <laughs> They're just yeah. like, money! We can make money somehow! Because yeah. he, he's just like one of how many superheroes? And he, he's in high school, right? Mm -hmm. so, so why are all these like supervillains wanting to go after this high school student? 
That's a good question. <laughs> well, I mean, like, um, in, I mean, in Spider-Man One, the Vulture wants to go after him because, I mean, smash his daughter, right? Is that so? What's happened there? Well, I don't think he actually got. You know, yeah, he didn't get that far. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know I'm just being an ass. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was the Vulture wants to kill him. Second one, Mysterio is took an interest in him because he saw a, an opportunity, a golden opportunity to strike back at Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the thing is like, that's the big complaint about all these movies is that it always feels like um, Spider-Man is cleaning up after Tony mm. because, you know, Vulture was just like, Tony screwed me over. Now I'm going to fuck over this kid. Yeah. Um, and Mysterio's like, Tony screwed me over. Now I'm going to fuck over this kid. <laughs> and the third one is just like, not that, not any of that. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, now I'm like really looking forward to this next trilogy because I'm just like, okay, now he's really Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I honestly think that he's going to bite the dust eventually. Mm. Like Peter Parker will be no more and Miles Morales will take over. So I'm, I'm kind of like looking forward to the future of this franchise, which I wasn't in a way before I, I, before this movie, I was just like Spider-Man, give or take, like, it's like Ant-Man to me. I was just like, (laughs) Ant-Man, I'm just like, I don't, I didn't care about that second movie. Did you watch uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Do, Do you, did you care? I thought that what's her name Ghost was a cool character. Cool mm. character. But Wasted though. Yes. Yeah. It's very yeah. much felt like that Darth Maul syndrome with that character. Ooh. Where it was just like really cool character, <laughs> awesome power set, completely wasted. Yep. Um, I hope they bring her back somewhere. Yeah. Mm. I, I really like that actress, and I like the yes. way that they portrayed that that she portrayed that character. Like yes. it was just like. She was such an angry ghost, you know, <laughs> and um, and then I just felt like it was wasted because they were just like, haha, wasp, Ant-Man. It's like, I don't care. Um, but with with um, I did like the ant uh, drumming scene. Drumming. Oh, the ant drumming. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was a cute. highlight for me. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I, I got to say that this the um, the post credit to that film where it uh, lined up with the snap. Um, oh, yes. definitely, you know, for all of us who were waiting for Endgame, we were just like, oh, this shit is real. <laughs> it, it, for me, it was like the best part of the movie. I was yeah. just like, OK, that makes it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that, that's what makes it good. Because other than that, I was just like everything in that movie just felt so like blah. I was so like is it, it, it. I put that movie up with Thor 2, The Ooh, Dark World, where I'm just okay. like. Thor 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp was like, I don't care. I could take or leave. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, but so far, I, I feel like um, Spider-Man No Way Home is like really painting a really good picture of like what things are coming next. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we saw the rips in reality and all those figures coming through, yeah. well, like, did you see anything, Abby, or, you know, did that saw anybody that you recognized in mm-hmm. those shapes or anything? I, I, yeah, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a guy holding a spear and I was just like, I, I think that might be Craven. Oh. Um, so, uh, but other than that, um, Daredevil. Let's talk about Daredevil. Oh, 
But what yeah. uh, surprised me was how quick he was in the film, like 10, 15 minutes into it. <laughs> he pops up and that shocked me. And ex- like I got excited seeing him there. It's like so soon. So early. In the yeah, it, it did feel like like all of a sudden, like just the 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 way that they just popped him up on screen was just yeah. like, oh, shit. I know that guy, you know, and it's like, you know, people talk about weaponized nostalgia, but Uh this was perfectly targeted where I was just like, oh my God, Daredevil is in this fucking universe now. Yeah. And it was, it was just there to like whet our appetite. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where is he going to pop up next? And yeah. Where do you think he is going to pop up next? Oh God. Uh, In the She-Hulk, She-Hulk series. Yeah. yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right. That because she's a fucking lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna square off uh, in some in some fun ways. But that whole interaction was awesome. And you know, I think we all kind of suspected that he was gonna be in this movie. And I thought to myself, I hope they don't just bring Matt Murdock. That we get some sort of like just a little drop of Daredevil as well. And when that brick came through the window and he caught it, and everybody in the in the fucking table were just was just like. Yo, you're a blind man <laughs> who caught a brick. I'm Spider-Man and I didn't even see that shit coming, you know. Yeah. He's just <laughs> a really good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that line killed me, yes. man. Cuz cuz you know, he has uh, uh, that actor Charlie Cox has a certain delivery, has a certain timbre of voice, mm-hmm. and he just like nails it every time where he's just like I'm just a really good lawyer. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, that's so Daredevil. Um, so uh, I'm really psyched for, for whatever the fuck kind of future he's he's got in the MCU. And I, I, I'm i actually kind of praying for Daredevil Stephenson 4. Yes. Yes, same here. Um, Habib, I was, I was asking Pavel last week, do you think that now that Daredevil is in MCU proper, that they'll keep his action sequences on like the Netflix level if if you watch that series or will they or will they hearken more toward the daredevil of the comics who every every one of his action sequences is just him almost committing suicide by diving off the top of a, of the highest building in New York every comic book cover is just him like in a cross shape <laughs> flying through the sky the the thing is with the with the Netflix series um his action scenes were gritty and mm. there was a rawness to them. Mm. And I don't think Disney would, will do that. It'll be, it'll be too much. Mm. That's true. He was pummeling guys yeah, he was pretty much to death in hallways. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like those did like, you know, people, there was, have, there, it was, they were brutal. Yeah. Yes. They were brutal fights. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it kind of brings to mind, like when people talk about like, the heroes that they don't kill you, but your medical bells will. <laughs> it's like Daredevil and Batman. Yeah. <laughs> does does he have any connection to Moon Knight? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, no, but um, I'm really looking forward to that to Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, and they they're saying that the violence for that show is going to be. Like it's not going to be Disney grade. It's going to be like brutal grade. Oh. So I'm really looking forward to that. No, I'm right. not so like I, I'm. I love Oscar Isaac. I love that actor. Uh, I love his acting style. 
Um, I, I, I don't know why they keep painting him as Egyptian. Like, huh? this is the second Marvel movie where he's Egyptian. <laughs> Uh, Wait, and, um, oh, so the Moon Knight character is supposed to be Egyptian? He's Egyptian, yeah. Oh. Um, he's supposed to be a British Egyptian expat who comes Expat. To, yeah. Um, Hate that word, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> who, comes to, who comes to live in the United States and like uh, gain supernatural powers that give him... I don't, I'm not very schooled in Moon Knight lore. I just know that he's got moonerangs or whatever. Where he, threw, <laughs> he throws boomerangs that are shaped like the moon. Yeah, and he has multiple personalities, right? Yes, he and, has multiple personalities. And one of them is of uh, like an Egyptian god. Or yes, something, it's right? a, it's an Egyptian god. So okay. I think it's Horus. I'm I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, they play fast and loose with the Egyptian, you know. Uh, yeah, with with the Egyptian like uh, old school religion. So it's, it's um, what Hollywood does uh, in regards to Oscar Oscar Isaac's being Egyptian. It, it's just like if you're Latino and you're not super brown, you can pass as olive skin. So we can kind of just place you anywhere. They think that olive slash light brown people are interchangeable all the time. They yeah they, they get they get certain Europeans to play Latinos. All the time. Yeah, they got fucking, uh, what's his name? Javier Bardem playing Desi Arnaz uh, in the new Lucille Ball movie, which I'm just like, look, I don't give two fucks about Desi Arnaz. Desi Arnaz can burn in hell for all I care. So uh, Wow, okay. <laughs> but uh, to have him, to to uh, for, uh, you know, a white Spanish, Spaniard to be playing Desi, uh, this, this white Cuban guy, mm. it's like... Um, Okay, yeah, whatever. Also him in, uh, he was also in Dune. That's right. Yes, he was the Spaniard in <laughs> Dune. Where he was just like, I felt like at one point he was just going to tell Timothy Chalamet, he was just like, come along, I have tapas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like... Is he the only one? That, or, or is no one else going to have an accent like his? Because like you're all like from the same culture, right? Shouldn't you all have a similar accents now? Okay. Um, God, Dune. Dune is. Um, I really want to talk to you, Habib, about Dune because I, I just feel like um, there, there's something like I love Dune and I love the lore of it, but there is lately something in my brain that also clicks again where it's just like um there's a little bit of orientalism in it and uh well there's a lot of orientalism <laughs> in it but um you brought up you told me something at the tail end of that when we at the tail end of the screening where you were just like they're just muslims in space and i was just like yeah that's that's right yeah because um okay down arrakis which is supposed to be iraq Spice supposed to be oil, <laughs> right? And the the people, the freemen are modeled after people from the Mena region, Middle East, uh, North African. Yes, oh, right. I'll so, never hear Iraq is the same again. Shit. Yeah. So and then they throw in Javier Bardem and random uh, black and brown actors that aren't from that region. Right. And um, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. Oh, another thing. We, uh, like I understand why it's like that because the. It's the perspective of a, of a white man. It's a white man's story of how 
um, people in on in that part of the world are. Right, right. So right. that is a problem. Like you, you have to get the perspective. The story has to be told by someone from that area, not some white man who's what lived in the dunes of Oregon. Like, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the, that's yeah, the, I think. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I do think he's from the dunes of Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frank <laughs> Herbert. Um, but yeah, it it it's it does kind of make me wish for another kind of a take of from of of science fiction uh-huh. from that part of the world okay um and not laced with this kind of like white man's approach to story yeah yeah so, so i i kind of have this uh i i didn't read uh, the books i don't know what happens okay so okay so my theory is like okay in blade runner 2049 right he's uh what what's the k k right he it, he's the main character of the story and then he starts believing that he's a savior the white savior yes but he's not i love that about blade runner 2049 yes. i'm glad that we're talking about it we're running out of time um but uh but the whole concept of blade runner 2049 is that it takes the hero's journey uh-huh. and then it it goes like Hey, this you're the chosen one, right? You're the chosen one, the chosen one, really, <laughs> really, really, and then it's like, nope, you're not. Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah, but I still want to do the right thing. And I'm yes. just like, that's brilliant. Yes, mm. that's brilliant. So, so since I didn't read the books, uh, my theory is that um, we're it's like, all right, this is a white savior story, but then it's not going to be a white savior story. He's not going to be. A I I think that's the way it's going because I've I've. Uh, I'm I've read the the mm. first book already, okay. and I know that um, there's a subversion there, and okay, I don't want okay. I don't want to yeah, go too much into it. it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I hope that it's explored in the second I, yeah. and possibly third movie. So yeah, I hope so. Cause cause then uh, then I'll be fine with with the first. Well, okay, the those characters shouldn't like those actors shouldn't be playing those characters, right? But it'll be like easier to digest if. It's not a a white savior story, right? 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 Yeah. Um, and that's damn. That's a good place to cap it. Yes. So from both of us here, well, from all of us here, I am Pablo Morales Martinez, and I am Ernesto Mancibo, and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. With our special guest, Habib. Yeah, Habib. Khan. 346 kills. That's how good he is. He had a kill while on the show. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of outsourced that. (laughs) Whoa. That's what you were doing on your phone. Holy (laughs) shit. Uh, So while you're out there sniping, snapping necks and cashing checks, it could be keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. (laughs) 